0: Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Cara and Alessandra. Today we are going to talk about the breath and why it's such an important tool when you meditate, but also how it can improve your health. And wellness and restore balance emotionally, physically, and mentally.
1: Great. Well, welcome everybody. And to yes, so the breath is very important, as Alessandra said, both within meditation and without. Um, from a meditation standpoint, we need to be able to concentrate deeply in order to meditate. That's a big, big part of meditation is concentration. And in order to get to a good state of concentration, we need to be peaceful in our bodies and in our minds. And the breath is a really important tool to help us get to that state because it can be hard to just sit down and try to go into meditation from your uh, from your regular conscious waking state and go and try to go right into it. So we use that breath as like a transition tool to help us still the mind and calm the body. And the breath is um, this connection. It has a, a, a connection with the mind. So the breath. And the mind are interconnected, and the breath responds instantly to our uh, mental and our emotional states. So this, I think, was very clearly illustrated for me uh, a little while ago, a few weeks ago, Um where I kind of realized all at once that I'd made this big mistake and there were various implications to this mistake. And so my mind, i as soon as I realized what had happened, my mind went from like zero to a thousand in a second. And what had happened was i um, I was supposed to be teaching a meditation class and I had put an ad on Facebook for it. And um I was kind of waiting for it to start and and I a friend of mine was gonna come and I said, Oh, what time are you gonna be here? And she said something about coming at one o'clock. And I thought, well, that's weird because it's from ten thirty to eleven thirty. And uh so we were kind of texting back and forth, and then she said, Oh, I misread the ad. And um and so I went to look at the ad and I saw that not only had I put the wrong time, somehow the ad said that the thing started at twelve eighteen or something, but it was also for three hours. So I had booked the location for the wrong time. I didn't know if people were going to show up for um, this later session. I didn't know if the, the studio was going to even be free at that time. I figured nobody who didn't, already know how to meditate, would want to meditate for three hours, Um, but I didn't know. And I was worried, okay, there could be something else happening in this location at this time. And I had lunch scheduled with somebody who I had never met before um, during that time. So I had like all of these different pieces that I realized I had to fix. And I was trying to figure out how I could fix them all at the same time and it was kind of funny um i could appreciate the humor in it at the time too but i kind of my breath was just very short and shallow and um as it reflected what was going on in my mind so as i'm trying to figure out okay how do i get in touch with the person i'm supposed to have lunch with how do i um Check with the yoga studio to see if if I'm going to have a conflict in case anybody does show up. How do I get it reflected in the ad correctly? Um, so I really had to just stop and take that deep breath to try to control my mind and kind of relax my mind a little bit more. Um, and it does help to just kind of gather your, your energy and and calm yourself down. And eventually I did get through it, and I I had a good laugh. But there were, it was like, you know, three or four things trying to fix all at once and wanting them to be fixed immediately. Um, so it can be very helpful to just stop and take that deep breath. That's always a good step one <laughs> when you find yourself in a in a panicky situation.
0: Yeah, and I think also a good first step is to be aware of this connection because if you know that, we know that when we have a stressed mind, when there are too many things happening, we start usually to breathe very um, uh, rapidly with the chest and we forget to exhale properly. And if our minds are calm, we tend to have deep, slow breaths, which Mm -hmm. just induce that calmness. So we can try this now. Uh, So wherever you are, just try and just take a few breaths quickly with your mouth. So (gasps) just (laughs) (laughs) imagine yourself being in a really stressful situation. And then see how that affects your mind. And then now. We try to breathe slowly through the nose all the time. So inhale through the nose. And exhale through the nose. And again. Hopefully. You did feel some difference
1: here. Right. And so this is the the bottom line of this connection. We have an interconnection between the breath and the mind. And so the mind reflects what the breath is doing. So in the example that Alessandra just led us through, we were controlling our breath and it was having an impact on our mind. And conversely, in my example things were happening in my mind that were affecting the breath. So we have this kind of cycle, this interconnection, and we use that in meditation. And this also affects concentration. So if we go back to the beginning of this podcast episode, we were talking about the bottom line is in meditation, we want to be able to concentrate. That's what really helps. That's the, the whole um Shebang of what's happening with meditation that's so beneficial is that concentration. So the breath affects the mind. And as the mind calms down, we increase our concentration. So and then as we concentrate more, we can slow the breath down and control the breath and calm the breath more, which helps us to calm our mind, which helps us to concentrate more. So we have this virtuous cycle within it. And we take advantage of this in meditation so that we can focus more deeply and that helps the mind slow down. So it's all a cycle.
0: And you don't have to be a meditator to be able to relate to this. I mean, I think um, most of you listening have read a really good book at some point or watched a really good movie and you know you become so absorbed in that story and That's the same thing that happens there. You focus intensely on something and that calms the mind. But when we meditate in our tradition, we use the breath because then it becomes this cycle of just focus, calmness and deeper concentration. Right. But then we can also regulate how we feel with the breath. It is a a great tool to meet your moods and in the yogic tradition this has a name called pranayama. Uh, It's a Sanskrit term and if you break it down it means prana means breath, life and energy and yama means control. And in the west it has become known mostly as breathing exercises. However, if you go back to the scriptures, what the yogis really refer to is energy control. And when we talk about energy control, we mean to take charge of your emotional impulses, your reactions, your thoughts, and your moods that flow through our bodies and minds. So we use the breathing exercises. We use the breath. That's why it has become known as breathing exercises even though it actually refers to taking control of that energy that is flowing through us and um, a personal story here anyone who has given birth or taken part of a birth would know how important it is to breathe and you should inhale and you need to exhale as well Just also think of someone who is depressed or if you hear something really sad or you're going through something hard, you tend to exhale. like (sighs) You just want to breathe. And there is a cleansing effect of our blood and our minds to exhale. So intuitively, we know what we do. And this is what I forgot when I was giving birth. You know, you get a, a chance to... Get some help with the oxygen, but it looks very strange. I was actually doing pretty fine until I got this (laughs) plastic mask over my face. I could breathe through a lot of pain, but when I got this mask, it felt so unnatural. So all I did, I just kept on inhaling this oxygen, but I completely forgot to exhale. And the pain just got so much worse. And so, and at the same time, I was getting high or something so no that was just i completely lost it there
1: so So this is interesting are you talking about um you use gas and air as as they call it in england i know um as like a an a type of pain relief Mm -hmm. because in america is this is not something that we do so this is really interesting um that in, in I don't know if it's all places in Europe or many places in Europe, um, they offer a type of gas that you can inhale, and it helps to relieve oh. the pain. And it's kind of a way to have a, a natural birth where you don't mm. have the um, epidural, and it can help you get through some of the pain. So I remember when I lived in England, um, I would have friends who had babies, and they'd say, Oh, I only had gas and air. And for me as an American, I was like, I do not understand what they're talking about. And um and that I lived in England before I had children and then when I came back to America, I remember thinking, now I wonder if that is something that we do now and I just didn't know because I hadn't mm. had children. And it's really not a thing here, so I had no idea. Yeah, so so it's but it's interesting that you know that just kind of shows more of a focus. I think in certain regions on the breath, Mm. there's some sort of inherent. I think it's because
0: people want to avoid
1: uh, drugs, right?
0: Like you said, it's a natural way, but
1: Mm -hmm. well, it
0: didn't turn out to be natural. Right? (laughs) You forgot
1: to you forgot half of the breathing exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely destroy yeah. my technique or my plan oh, but that's part of giving birth you have to let go of your plans I don't think it ever happens the way we thought it would happen anyway
1: that is true <laughs> but back to the breath right so we can use the breath also to help us work through various emotional states. Um, so it can reflect our emotional states, but we can also use it to overcome certain emotional states. So, for example, if you're feeling low, you can use the inhalation, you know, kind of really get that inhalation going to kind of get your emotional state more balanced. Um, we use something called the double breath to energize the body. So this can be something that's quite good to use if you're feeling like you need more energy if you're feeling a little bit low. And the way that we do a double breath is to have a short, sharp inhalation through the nose followed immediately by a long inhalation through the nose. So it sounds like this. And then... We have a short and long exhalation through the mouth and nose at the same time. So all together, it sounds like this. So let's try that together. So completely exhale and then double inhale. And there was research out of the University of California in Los Angeles that showed that double breathing empties and fills the lungs more completely than plain deep breathing does. So it's a way to just have a more complete breathing experience, which can, as we've already talked about, impact your mental state. So for calming the mind for meditation, it's recommended to have an even count for all three phases of breathing. So you can have, we call this even count breathing or rhythmic breathing. And um, this is good, like having that balanced breath and using the breath by controlling the breath in the beginning of a meditation to kind of encourage that balanced breathing can be a good way to prepare yourself for meditation.
0: Yes and so if you want to become a good meditator or just taking in everything that we just said on how important the breath is for just our mental balance our emotional balance and our health in general we need to learn how to breathe properly and actually before starting to study yoga. I thought, well, I know how to breathe. Am I not breathing properly? Turn out I didn't. And most of us does not. Because to be able to breathe properly, we need to breathe with the diaphragm. This happens when we go to sleep, because we stop thinking, and the diaphragm takes over. And it's a muscle in the abdominal tract, and probably because of, we all want to look so slim nowadays mm-hmm. we we tend to pull the tummy in but if you want to breathe properly you need to relax the tummy and
1: let it flow out and this is both within meditation and outside of meditation just to reemphasize yes. that point so this is something controlling your diaphragmatic breathing and or just being aware of your diaphragmatic breathing is something you can be doing in your waking time outside of meditation, which then feeds into your meditation because you will develop the Mm -hmm. habit of better breathing.
0: You shouldn't actually do it. When you meditate, it should already be there. So if you want to be a good breather, you Mm -hmm. need to practice this outside your meditation. Um, I usually do it when I go to bed, if I can remember. Because I think that's a good time to relax and you can lay down because when you breathe with a diaphragm or do this practice, you don't have to sit up in meditation posture. Actually, laying down is a good start because you can really feel the abdomen expand. So why don't we try it all together? So wherever you are right now, if you can find a place to sit down, do that or lay down. Or even stand up if you can't sit down. So, put your hand on your tummy. Inhale through the nostrils. And feel the tummy expanding as your abdomen pushes gently into your hand. And now, exhale through the nostrils as you feel the abdomen relaxing back into the spine. So, let's repeat this a few times. Inhale through the nose, relax the tummy, just let it flow out, and exhale, feel the tummy coming back in. So because this is a muscle, it's gonna take some practice before it comes naturally. Um, I know for both me and Kara, studying our meditation courses we started to do this about a year ago to have really workshops on the diaphragmatic breathing and even this summer when I went on the retreat we had to do some more working on the diaphragmatic breathing because it takes time if you're used to breathing the wrong way it takes time to reverse it
1: but Right. And it's the good thing with the breath is you're doing it all the time. So if you ever find yourself in a situation where you you have a few moments throughout your day. So, for example, if you're waiting in line at the post office or something, mm. you can just think, oh, well, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm just going to check in with my breath. So you always have opportunities to um, check in with it and work on it and practice because you can really work on this anywhere. But yeah. on the other side of that coin, you also have ample opportunity throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month to uh, carry on with bad habits as far as as breathing not from your diaphragm.
0: Mm. And this exercise actually helps to release mental, physical stress and tension, so it calms the mind and induces relaxation. Personally, I use this outside meditation a lot, as Carl said, I try to remember it when I have spare time instead of picking up my phone. I try to breathe with a diaphragm. And I have a little two year old here at home who likes to test her mother's patience <laughs> every morning when we want to, we're supposed to go to childcare. She doesn't want to get dressed. Or when we're out walking and I want to walk, she finds a little rock or yeah, she just wants <laughs> yeah. to sit down. <laughs> um like Gandhi, she's just sitting down, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, as a grown-up, we have lots of things to do. And it's like, oh, come on. And you can't be... We do get frustrated with our children. Um, they're here to teach us things and test us. But I actually used the diaphragmatic breath then because it's like, I know it's going to calm me down and mm-hmm. just, okay, accept this moment. I'll wait for her, and we're gonna get going.
1: <laughs> right, and it's Eventually. also right. It's it's also a good tool that parents can use with their children to help them figure out how to calm their own bodies down. So it's mm. something that I've used with my kids when they have gotten to that state where you just can't reach them anymore because they're so worked up about something. And I'll try, I have tried over the years, you know, okay, let's just, let's just breathe. Just let's take a deep breath. Let's count to five while we, you know, they can't count to five while they're breathing, but let's take a, a an inhalation to five and we'll let that breath out to five. And it's, it's sweet because my daughter in particular, if she's upset, um, sometimes she will say to me, can we do breaths? You know, because she knows that that's something that can help her get her get herself out of that that oh, wound good. up state. Yeah, should we I have a little yogi in training, I mm. guess. <laughs> well,
0: here we are at one inhalation, one exhalation. I think that's what we managed to do the other day. Iris just mimic me. Inhale. Oh exhale and then the meditation was
1: over (laughs) yeah well you've got to start somewhere just one step at a time
0: (laughs) definitely and um, so just to come back to the breath and how important it is and how much it can help us uh, a teacher of ours Swami Kriyananda he wrote in his book uh, Art and Science of Raja Yoga that proper deep breathing is indeed one of the most effective forms of psychotherapy. And what he means with this is that we have so much tension gathered gathered up in our bodies just because of how we live our lives today. And we have this computers, smartphones, and we're just tense because there's so much going on around us. And breathing helps us to cleanse the blood, cleanse our minds and relax the bodies.
1: Right. It's so important. And um, it can also help with some physical symptoms. So it's great from a a mental perspective. But that um, diaphragmatic breathing, if we are not doing that diaphragmatic breathing, it can result in pain in the lumbar uh, region of the back as well as the neck. It can give us issues with digestion and gastrointestinal diseases asthma and pain in the thoracic cavity. When we run, it can contribute to heartburn. It can uh, lead to cramping around our ribs. So there's a lot of physical, um, there are a lot of opportunities to improve our physical um, symptoms as well, just through that breath. I mean, it's really worth looking into how you're breathing, Mm
0: -hmm. keeping
1: in tune with it and yeah. Uh, just
0: a quick story here. Um, I remember about a year ago, a colleague of mine, because I had just studied and started to learn how important it is with the diaphragmatic breathing. And a colleague was telling me about, I think it was her back issues. And she said, oh, so I went to the chiropractor and he pointed at my tummy. And I was like, is he going to tell me I'm fat or what? Oh. And he's like, no, 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 you're not breathing correctly. And she's like, what? Yeah, so it was because she didn't breathe with her diaphragm, she had problems with her back. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, they know something. That's right.
1: I love it when I hear about health professionals who are so integrated with all the systems of the body. It's so lucky Mm. when we find people like that.
0: And just a few other tips if we want to breathe properly and breathe better is to try and breathe through the nose because it cleanses the air more effectively. But then according to the yogis, it also helps to cool the brain more effectively and have a good posture. This also affects the breath and the mind again. If we just crumble like the, what what is the name of the Disney character, Hunchback? Oh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yeah, that's not a good posture. Right. <laughs> You rather want to be like a a ballet dancer with a straight spine and open up your chest. This is gonna impact your breathing and also how you feel about yourself. I've seen this in many like attending lectures of coaches and anyone who works with the mind knows this. It is important. Mm -hmm. So not only for meditation. And also another thing, our mental habits affects our breathing as well so um, this could be just try to be mindful about when we get into moods when we enter negativity this is a hard one it takes time Mm -hmm. too but just start to be aware and so if we become aware at least like oh now I'm here again now I'm being negative now I'm being angry but if you're aware and if you have some breathing exercises in your toolbox at least you can start to address it. So just before we close for today, we just want to send a little note to everyone who listen, because I mean nowadays there is so much to find on YouTube or any webpage. People share breathing exercises or their books and it's good. I mean try it out but just be aware and If you start to feel uncomfortable or pain or a lot of heat, then stop it. And also if you want to get out of uh, depression or severe anxiety, find someone who can guide you through it and find the right exercises rather than trying too much at home. You'd I think it would or even just attend a yoga or meditation class and talk to the teacher or if you can have a private class and find
1: someone who can guide you yeah great point you don't want to push it and uh lead to any complications yeah
0: meditation shouldn't be painful
1: right so just use common sense is the bottom line so well we hope that you got some practical information and education about the breath and we appreciate you joining us Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and we look forward to the next meditation conversation.